All right, welcome back to the Volta Collective Podcast. Uh, I am here today with Coach Tim, and we have some super fun topics for you guys. This one is, uh, we have not done a podcast in a while. This is kind of thrown together. We're actually kind of rushed on time here and seriously unprepared, so this will be... The best uh, one ever. <laughs> might might It probably will be the best one ever, Yeah. since we're not reading off a script. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to cover quite a few things today. Uh, first, we got announcements. Uh, ladies' night, which is tomorrow, Thursday, April fifteenth. That starts at six. Uh, six. Yes. Six thirty. It takes place six. for the regular class. Six. Okay. So uh, <coughs> we have the sign up. I think most everyone that is going is signed up. Uh, we're going to be doing kind of a mingle chat time. Then we're going to move into a fifteen-minute kind of partner style workout just to kind of break a sweat and then Tanya Herent, one of our favorite yoga instructors is going to be joining us in doing a half an hour of restorative yoga followed by lots of treats and wine I'm actually mad that I can that sounds pretty fun all right I know Uh, what the guys are saying it's coming fellas we're gonna do something yes so uh, we're waiting on the weather to kind of break here and then we have a pretty fun event plan for the guys uh other than that oh sweatshirts are in for those of you that pre-ordered sweatshirts uh we have those and we're holding them in the office we have not charged them out yet so if you are one of those folks that pre-ordered get it while it's hot um i think that's it for announcements Mm -hmm. so first topic we're going to talk about which i know you're excited about this one scaling yes scaling so Tim, what is scaling and why is scaling important? Mm. I'll put you on the spot. That is, yeah, I had this <laughs> this moment of like, God, do I really know? <laughs> so how I would define scaling is um, thinking like a number line. I have like one through 10. Anywhere in between there, I can move this slider bar. So maybe I'm, um, there's different ways of scaling you could scale a movement. So like, let's take um, a handstand push-up. We could scale a movement down to um, like a wall walk. That would be progressing towards a handstand push-up or um, a push-up. So you go from being inverted on your hands to more kind of parallel with the floor. So we're scaling the movement down to something that we can handle and do well. Or we can scale um, by load. So we could scale uh, clean and jerks, which, is there clean and jerks today in the workout? Uh, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for the strength. So we could take um, clean and jerks in the workout, maybe it's prescribed Mm -hmm. at 135, we're gonna scale something down to something more manageable at maybe 105 or something. That's probably what I would do if I was in the workout. so it's bringing some bringing something down a movement by by its movement or by the load that we've added to something that I can manage and move well in. I guess is that's my own definition yep. of it. What do you got to add? I, I'd say that was pretty good. Yeah, oh, either sweet. either modifying around. Cafe <laughs> <laughs> got members making faces at us through the through the door here. Um, 
Yeah, I would say they're modifying the movement specifically whether um, that's just where they're at, what's they're capable of on that given day. Maybe they're modifying around an injury mm, good entirely, um, which we won't dive into that too deep. But um, Or, yeah, modifying the load. So anything that there's external weight involved, we can... Mm-hmm. We can mod- or scale that down to where um, it works for that athlete on the given day. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good point, too. The given day, because maybe you just came off a, like a night shift and you're just not feeling it. And your body is telling you, like, mm-hmm. you keep doing this, you're going to hurt. Right. Or something like that. Yep. And that's where, so, so we obviously have... Right, kind of each day we have the prescribed or RX, if you will, mm-hmm. um, weights or movements, and I will say that probably what we run into most that is the biggest detriment to someone's success long term is thinking that RXing a workout is like they somehow made it, mm-hmm. like whether their name on the board with an RX next to it or they're logging their workout on SugarWad or whatever it is um, as if that's some sort of like trophy, mm-hmm. which it is cool. Um, but to make the point why it is literally not important at all is when I when we program the workouts, I can program a workout so that everybody can do it RX and I could program a workout so that nobody could do it RX. Mm-hmm. So really that's just kind of a standard for what we program for the higher end athletes in the gym the ones that have been doing it for five ten years that have a very good understanding of all the movements um so that's just kind of a standard Uh so that we can measure something from it doesn't necessarily mean that you should do that or have strive to do that um but yes on any given day i mean i scale and Mm -hmm. i I still scale. I scale workouts that I don't need to scale just because whether I'm feeling beat down or maybe I just came off a vacation, sometimes scaling for a week is just good on the body. Yeah, like after you were sick for a a stretch there. Yeah, and whether you want to call that, you can call it a deloading week, whatever it is, which is usually every three to four weeks in programming. Whether you realize it or not, we have lower intensity, longer workouts, and a little lighter on the weight. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of a look into our programming, but... Yeah, scaling in general, long-term, is going to benefit you drastically. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up this article. I found a super good quote about scaling. Um, Oh, here we go. Okay. RXing a workout should not be a goal you set for yourself, but rather a byproduct of achieving your goals through effective scaling. At the end of the day, clicking that blue RX button on the app or logging your workouts on the whiteboard does not mean you are closer to achieving your goals and can actually be detrimental if it was done at the cost of your work capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so work capacity, do you remember how work capacity is defined? Uh, <clears throat> your ability to move large loads long distances quickly? Yeah. Yeah, so force, which we'd call weight, yep. and then um, time... So the time it takes you to do something and then the distance that the weight is moved over. And these are actually in a lot of the certifications and tests. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably on the level one. For sure. I know there's a few of them on the level three. 
and it really surprises people. I think how one of the questions I remember on the level three test was they give you four options of so-and-so did this workout at this weight and it took this amount of time. And almost everybody falls for that one that's like 15 cleaning jerks at 185 and they did it in five minutes versus, you know, 30 cleaning jerks at 95 and they did it in three minutes. Well, your work capacity is actually much more with a lighter load Mm -hmm. and that shorter amount of time. So I think people are surprised how much scaling can actually benefit you in the long run. And I think the people that have a lot of success in here understand that from the Mm get-go, that it's all about scaling. Strength is for getting stronger. Mm -hmm. Strength portions, you should go heavy. And the conditioning pieces, that should be where a lot of times we're scaling back and trying to come within that goal range or, or time cap. Yep. Yeah. Prime, I think the prime, the best point or maybe um, indicator of that was coming out of COVID. Yeah, we may not have had the work capacity, but mm-hmm. everybody was really fit, I think. Yeah. You know, everybody for doing body weight stuff or maybe some light, lighter weight stuff at home, I think people just felt better in general or felt good and just and maybe it was my own my own feeling but I feel like I was stronger coming out of quarantine than I was 2 months after mm-hmm. quarantine for whatever reason. Maybe not stronger but smarter. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just like oh, I'll scale this more, yeah. it's fine. Which is funny because we didn't record scores for a while coming out of quarantine and actually mm-hmm. a few years ago we had um, one of our coaches at the time had a, the idea of doing a no score November. Mhm which we didn't record anything or write anything on the board for a month. And it was amazing how much fitness was developed in that one month time. Obviously people wanted it back because people like to be competitive and whatnot. And that's great. But people were not worried about having their name on the board with an RX next to it or logging Mm -hmm. their score with an RX. It was more about getting the fastest time that they could. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Which was really cool and highly effective. Um, Granted, I do believe that you should record your workouts because we don't Mm -hmm. know if we're getting better unless we're recording our workouts, whether you use the app or I personally like to use a a journal Mm -hmm. and write so I can see my my blood and my tears all over my (laughs) (laughs) ink-smeared paper. Right? I can't even read this one so we know it was bad. (laughs) but yeah, so then on top, I guess to mention, since we kind of mentioned time caps, mm-hmm. why do we, this is a question we get a lot, why do we have time caps? I want to finish the workout, but the time cap's always in my way. Well, mm-hmm. what would you, what would you answer to that? Mm. Wait, I feel like that, that comes, that takes me straight back to scaling. Full circle. There Full circle, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> circle of life. So if I'm given X amount of time to finish a task and I'm given a prescription of load. So let's say the example is RX weight is 135. Um, But when I look at that number and I know all of us do, we look at that number on the board and something in our head tells us like, Ooh, I should do that. Or it's like, I don't, I don't want to do that at all. That sounds like a bad idea. I would just listen to that voice in your head. And if that's the time that you're given to do it and you fail to, we fail to finish it in that time, then I just misjudged my work capacity 
slightly. So maybe I should have modified a movement because it was taking me longer, like pull-ups maybe, or I should have scaled the weight down on the clean and jerks mm-hmm. more so that I could have finished in that time. Cause that's the intensity that we're looking for. Right. We'll get to that more, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. I mean, <clears throat> the, the time caps are there because to put it bluntly, if you're constantly hitting the time cap, you should consider scaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we program these workouts, we have a ideal time domain that you would finish in. Let's say like between, a lot of times it'll be like between 11 and 15 minutes, um, but the time cap will be 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you not only miss the ideal time frame that yep. you should have done the workout in to keep the intensity up, but you ran into the time cap, which means you had ample amount of time mm-hmm. to, to complete that workout, which means that you either didn't scale the reps correctly or movement, or you went way, way, way too heavy mm-hmm. on whatever it was that was in the workout. So that's that person to blame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, that's to put it bluntly, but um, if you are constantly hitting time caps, you should scale. Yep. Um, I have never, ever, ever been the type, there's a lot of gym owners out there that will say, if you can RX a workout and and just get it done, whether it takes you five minutes or 30 minutes, do it. I fully disagree with that. Yeah. 100%. That is an ego, that is stroking the ego way more than focusing on actual fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why time caps are there because it keeps the intensity up. And as we all know, intensity is the most important thing when it comes to these workouts, which I think we talked about in, was it the first or second performance series? We talked about the importance of, of, uh, intensity Mm -hmm. and why even, I mean, you don't even have to be doing, you know, working out at Volt Athletics. You could be doing P90X at home or whatever it is. Intensity is king. Mm -hmm. How would you describe that intensity? Intensity. Do you want me to give you like the ooh the book the book definition? I'm actually curious as to what like Miriam Webster's version of mm. it is. Uh, intensity. I don't even know how you. I would say. I'm not sure. I'd put you on the spot too. Yeah, because I'm not sure how I would describe it either. Well, yeah, I mean, I I could give you just like the general CrossFit description of it, but. To me, intensity is just um, putting forth work in so that is super, in, I guess I can't use intense in the description of intense. That's, yeah, right? This is a tough, <laughs> a tough question. It is super hard. But yes, um, intensity would be just keeping the heart rate up and staying moving. Um, any workout where you're stopping for a long period of time or going over and getting a drink I would say you're kind of moving away from the intensity mm-hmm. factor. So intensity, I, I would say, would just be upkeeping the what we are asking you to do in the workout. Because mm-hmm. there's obviously going to be workouts where there's program rest in there, yep. but that only allows you to go more intense during mm-hmm. those work work rounds. Yeah, to um, have like really feverish, almost feverish work. I'd describe it as when you're doing that work, like in an EMOM, yeah. where you're really pushing the pace. And then you get that little bit of rest and then you're back to it again. Right. And I mean, obviously we could 
define intensity a lot of different ways or even if we're not doing a metcon like when we're back squatting it could be like you know neck veins eyeballs popping out of <laughs> socket and like grunting mm-hmm. could be intensity but for the most part for the general day-to-day metcons yes it would be just performing the workout as we are asking you to mm-hmm. to come within that certain time domain yeah um i feel like the word virtuosity comes in there it's maybe in crossfit's um definition of it <clears throat> virtuosity keeping in mind i should know all this and this tells me now i should i, re, I should refer back to my manual typically we have a script but <laughs> right yeah we're flying by the seat of our pants today um so we were talking about so intensity we came to intensity from time time domains time caps what do we have next I mean, I think that pretty much covers it from the scaling aspect. I would just say, remember that scaling is there to make you more fit. Mm. So if you ever have a question about scaling or what you should do, guess what? Ask a coach. Talk mm. to your coach. Yes. They probably know you better than you think as far as how you how you move in the gym and with certain movements. I could... I could tell you, you could name a member and I could tell you what they're strong at, what they're not good at. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's what we're here for. That's what yep. we do. So if you have a question about scaling or how to get a, an effective workout, then do it. And if you go back in your journal and you find that you're constantly hitting time caps and not finishing workouts, that's probably your sign to maybe scale a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where you get done with a lot of workouts and you feel defeated. Yeah. Like you, you didn't do as good as you thought you should. Knowing where your work capacity is, I think, is important. And that being like how my work capacity is uh, that point where um, I can work at an intense rate or that feverish pace Mm -hmm. and maintain that. Not that it doesn't hurt, but I should be able to maintain along that and still move virtuously, i.e. I can move with good mechanics I can do it consistently, and then from there I can add intensity. Right. right. Yep. So, and and on that note, I guess to finish, a lot of times people's or people have issues with scaling might be, well, I a lot of times when I scale, I feel like I scale too much, and then it's and then I'm the first one done, and I don't feel like I get a good workout. So, my answer to that would be if if that's you and you're either doing that frequently or just one time and you finish early do another round i mean who cares Mm -hmm. do do an extra round or Mm. or do an extra round and add a few reps and make it a little bit tougher so you feel like you got to work there's no set way to do this or when it comes to weights like we talk about this all the time start with something that you feel like you can do Mm -hmm. and you can always add weight or take weight off that's there's no rule that says once you start a workout, you will do this or you will die. Yeah, you know, right. it's not you're not trapped there. <laughs> yeah. Just change it or ask a coach like, hey, can you bring me some more fives? This feels mm-hmm. light. Or can you bring me some tens so I can go down and weight? This mm-hmm. feels too heavy. Um, a lot of different ways to scale. Yeah. So. I like your way of uh, bring two dumbbells. One that you think, the one that you're going to do in the workout and the one that's teasing you that's slightly lighter that you could revert back to if you needed to yep. like the options there yep and at again to your point 
ask your coach because there I've had moments where uh, I've suggested a weight for an athlete and they went, I don't know. And I said, I don't know exactly either, but I'm pretty <laughs> confident and I think you should just try it. What do you have to lose? Exactly. And in the end of the workout, I would, you know, I'm like almost in tears watching this person work so hard and do it mm-hmm. and do something they thought they didn't think they could do. Yep. It's like, it's wild to watch. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Again, if you're, if you're unsure, ask a coach. You can always do things like simple math. If there's a three round workout, and ideally we're finishing in 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, that gives you four round, four minutes around. Yep. If your first round takes a minute longer than it should have, mm-hmm. well then you know that you should probably scale the next two rounds. Yep. So there's a lot of like really simple ways to kind of think about it. Yep. So, um, all right, well that pretty much covers it for scaling and actually <laughs> we gotta get back to coaching here. So yeah. we have a few uh, things that we didn't cover, but we are for sure gonna do this in the next podcast. These two things being why gymnastics movements lag behind all other movements in the gym. So specifically speaking like push-ups, pull-ups, handstand push-ups, muscle-ups, dips, Mm. um, a lot of that upper body pulling stuff, why that legs behind and how we can fix that and get you guys kind of set on the right track so that those things are increasing at the same pace that, Mm. um, say, things like squatting does since that seems to take off. And then uh, we are bringing back the rules of the gym, which we have not had up for a long time since we kind of redid the space and painted, but... Uh, we're bringing those back. Um, our our uh, coach, nutrition coach, and Volta <laughs> calligrapher artist, artist, uh-huh. up and coming artiste Don McMaster do is going to do a sweet rules board. And on our next podcast, we're going to cover um, each of those rules. I think we landed on thirteen, which is perfect. It's my favorite number. Um, <laughs> And then we're going to kind of dive into each of those rules and uh, we'll go from there. So anyway. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was great. Thanks. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.